Hey, this is Max Kafka, and you're listening to the Dojo Business Leaders Podcast, the show where I go behind the scenes with today's top dojo leaders and learn what they really do every day. Today, I'm talking with David and Annie Idarino, owners of Mount Dora BJJ in Eustis, Florida. They run one of the most diverse programs I've ever seen with jiu-jitsu for all ages, after-school programs, self-defense, and fitness too. They run both for-profit and non-profit entities in their facility, so they focus on serving as much of the community as possible. Annie and David are an amazing duo that really do define what it means to be a mission-driven business. Let's jump right into the interview. Thanks a lot for uh, joining us, Annie and David. First off, when did you guys start your school? In Mount Dora, I think 2013, yeah. November. So it's been quite a bit. And then what's your student count at right now? We have 183 full-time and 45 after school, and then 25 to 30 that are your seasonal where they come home from school breaks and all that. I see the pictures on your site, and we've been working together for a long time, and it looks like just an absolute castle. How many students did you guys start with over at Mount Dora? Five, including the four of us family and one <laughs> other student. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it helps It helps when you got some people in the room to start out. Just getting to seven years in general is such a huge accomplishment, but getting 180 students in there in seven years, that's really impressive. What did each of you guys do before you owned a school? Actually, I was taught... Uh, jiu-jitsu and I did uh honestly I did laboring I did uh bartending I did dishwashing I did everything to 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 make this happen so I think when I was hiring I was working and then what about you Annie I was a uh, drill instructor at the sheriff's office for the youth and then I worked at the hospital for a while and then it was what three years now that we brought me here full-time so I was able to retire from corporate life to be able to be here with my husband and run our gym together. I suppose a lot of the stuff that you learned there, that's good crossover. Oh, yes. you, know? <laughs> you guys have a great story personally. I know that you guys, you put your heart and soul into your gym, but I know that Annie, you're a cancer survivor too, right? So, yes, sir. Uh, that's a difficult thing for anyone to live through, but to have your gym through the thick of that too. If you can walk through what that was like, um, what kind of kept you going during that time, I think that'd be helpful for a lot of people. I would say for us, um, expect the unexpected. So for uh, when we went in for surgery, you know, we were always told, um, you know, this is the best cancer to get. If you had to get a cancer, this is one you would want. So we went in thinking, oh, piece of cake, no big deal. We ended up uh, went in for surgery on Monday, was supposed to be out Tuesday. That didn't happen. So I was still, because of complications, I was in there through Thursday. Um, I immediately went right back to work that following Monday with no voice. Um, They anticipated that I'd have my voice back within two weeks. That ended up being almost 12 weeks, right when I started radiation. Um, We, on my goal um, was I was going to work up all the way until radiation. I was going to make it that 12 weeks, um, but it it didn't happen. It was just under two weeks. And I went to my boss and I said, I'm done. I couldn't even like physically move my hands. And I called my husband. I'm like, I need you to come pick me up. I can't drive. And we started the process of how are we going to keep our gym going, keep our students going and still survive this. And it was our students and our um, head coach at the time was David and, and Todd Cutler. 
they said, you know, we're going to do seminars, we're going to do benefits, you know, our gym had our back and through our church, the prayers that just kept everything going. For anyone that's listening, go to that, go to your website and I'll put it in the show notes too. It's really moving. It just speaks to your guys' commitment to each other and the gym. So, um, but what made you guys start a school in general? I know that David, you've been doing jujitsu for a long time, but was there something that kind of pushed you to opening up your own gym? Um, actually, it was more help with my wife. I mean, at the time I'm thinking, you know, certain gyms you go to and, 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 and it's a great atmosphere, but you're like, well, I think I can do better because I can take some of his ideas and some of his ideas and some of his ideas and make your own. And that, and that's actually why, because, you know, um, I was in a real, you know, like top college fight sports is, is it's a, it's, it's a com- competition gym, you know, it's, it's a great atmosphere, but I wanted to do two multi-sides because not everybody wants to compete. Some people want to just come in and, and just get in shape. And I, I just want to give variety. And that's why I did. we did. Yep. <laughs> and, and I think that's, uh, it's so interesting too, because I just got done doing a great interview with uh, Clay Mayfield. He's in Tennessee and, you know, he's the flip side. And, you know, I, I consider my gym a lot like yours too. It's, it's a development sort of program for kids and families, you know, and, for him, he really doubles down on uh, competition. So I guess that leads me to the next question, which is what type of teaching are you most passionate about? Is it recreational? Do you focus on kids or adults? What kind of is your passion? That's where I would say we have built our nick. So I focus primarily on the kids and the women. So my kids program has that's where my passion is, is being able to make that difference. And then, and then the women who've been abused in that aspect of it, we provide the free training for them on, on Fridays and then in the evening classes. And then at the same time, our kids are training because our mat space is just under 6,000 square feet with no poles, no nothing to try to roll around. It's wide open. My husband is teaching the adults on the opposite side. And then, so we have both aspects from the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, the self-defense, to the comp, you know, the competing, to on the other side of the gym, we have where we branched out to Elevate Fitness and we have a boot camp for the moms and dads who they're not quite interested in jujitsu. So we, we use, uh, utilize the whole gym all the time and everything's training. So, I mean, technically on mat space, we have 6,500 square feet, but total is 9,000. And then we split it down the line. Um, like, like between Mondays and Fridays, I think I have to get a bigger gym because um i have a such there's no parking and then you know it, it's a good thing to have but it's also you, you as a coach and as a as a leader you, you want to give your your 100 percent to your students all the time and and even if you have to put your life on pause and hold um you do that and and, and we don't mind doing that to be honest with you because I think, hey we signed up for that we know what we were doing and and we just just do our best together so it shows and that's why you are as big as you are but i mean that's that's so amazing too to hear you say like oh you know uh we need a bigger space because we want to give our our students the very best and i'm thinking man 6500 square feet i mean that's it's incredible as it is already props to you guys on the business side what what are your strongest programs what do you find drives the most revenue to your school honestly i'll let my wife answer this 
I would say a combination between our after school program and our um, the kids program. Um, we are very fortunate that the community that we live in and how we market our program is families training together. So like we were describing earlier where we have the kids training, the adults training, plus the, the boot camp side, you're taking one hour of a family's time to come together to be able to train and go on and have family time similar to our after school program. We do all their homework with them. We have laptops for them to do their iReady and their computer learning plus their paperwork. They get the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu class and then that evening it's family time. So when I'm sending them off, you guys get to focus on family, which is a disconnect that our community has seen is that camaraderie of the family. Do you guys have like transportation? Do you do the pickups too for yeah. the kids? Well, we have uh, three vans and one bus. And how many different schools do you guys serve? <laughs> Twelve. Twelve. <laughs> Twelve. Yeah. That's we amazing. even have, I, I, I'm pretty sure we have a, a wait list too. Yes. But um, I mean, I, I, I can't, we can only do so much. There's only two, <laughs> two Annie's and, and David. So. When you have so many different programs like that, I guess marketing becomes kind of a big thing. So do you guys do paid marketing? Is it mostly word of mouth? Do you do referral programs? What, what have you seen have a lot of success? Um, really the only marketing that we focus on is sharing for like when we have camps, student camps, clinics, seminars. Um, I would say the majority of our drive is, is word of mouth from our students. That was what we've been very fortunate. So, you know, when we first started out, um, we were 650 square feet and um, Dave was all about getting that billboard. Got I want to get a billboard. I did. So we did. So our first year we had that $500 a month billboard and I'm like, um, it's okay. I got one student from it. One. So I would steer everybody away from billboards. Yeah. I got one. <laughs> and Bell Stouts I mean, I, I hear that a lot. Um, what would you guys say is your competitive advantage? You know, I, I'm sure there's lots of other schools. Florida is a huge market for us. It's the third largest market behind uh, Texas and California. So I guess, you know, what makes you guys competitive um, as opposed to other schools that are in your area? You know, I would say feedback uh, that we've received from our students. We have um, an open door policy. So within our gym, we have two separate offices. So that way, if we have parent concerns or we need to like sit down and have that meet and greet with the parents because they're going through something, we have that ability and the feedback that they have given that has been consistent is the atmosphere that we have created here. Everybody feels welcome, whether they're brand new or not. And uh, we, we give them room to grow, but we also hold them to a standard where you come in and yes, we have fun and we play. There's a time to play and a time not, and it's time to be on point and pay attention. And we hold them accountable. Right, like setting that, that expectation. And always sticking to that and too, no budging, yeah. With every school owner that I talk to, culture is the biggest thing. It's the most fragile thing too. You know, it doesn't take too many people that kind of diverge from your vision to kind of mess that up. So, yeah, I hear you 100% on that. So how many instructors do you guys have in your program and, and how do you guys develop them? Well, um, each and every person that we hire uh, has to have trained uh, under us. Um, there, I, there's no one that, that we don't hire that, that doesn't talk to us on a regular basis. What did you do? 
even the little things because again it, you know it's our gym we have to watch it because not everyone's gonna do what you think is right so um i i think we hold them on a daily hey what's going on um hey coach what do you want me to teach all right you have a smaller section you have this this and the kids there's no advanced stuff you know work on the the, the grips and, and the control of like the scissor sweep or something like that but keep it as as minimal as possible so mm-hmm. um they sh- and we have all of our coaches they shadow us before they have they're ever um allowed to teach only because you know we don't have fun jujitsu we don't want just anybody teaching um when for the kids class we have four coaches, three to four coaches on the mat at all times. One coach teaching, the other one's a spotters and going down the line helping teaching. And then the adult class, we have David and then two other uh, coaches also helping. Yeah. That's pretty interesting, actually. So you're saying you've got multiple classes all running at once. You've got adults, you've got women, you've got kids, you've got fitness on the side. And so it sounds like you have each instructor that breaks up with a different group. And then you actually assign spotters that are kind of going around to see like, okay, maybe this person uh, needs a little bit more help. So they jump in. That's kind of the, the workflow that you have. That's pretty interesting. I've never heard of that before. Even a spotter through the door. Um, when someone comes in through the door, there's two to three. That, so they don't interrupt the class because um, – our our highest to me the the white belts are of course the most important on the mat but also um i want everyone to to feel the same love also you know like we greet every single person like we 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 say hi because i really want you to know that we actually care this this is not a number this is not you know pay me and then when you leave i'll start calling you that's not this is not it you get the whole treatment the whole time and there's no smoke and mirrors yeah, and I think that's why we we we've grown so much so fast. And if you if you're missing classes and you're one of our regulars that you're coming on a you know every other day or every couple of days and you don't show up, we're the ones that are going, hey, what's going on? Everything okay? It's not just like, oh look, someone's not here this week or not or the following week. We make that connection because it's important for us. It's not just about the money and paying the bills. We 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 care about their their safety and their well being both here and off the mat. Makes total sense. So uh, what's your trial process? I think that's a big thing for lots of school owners. How do you guys handle trials? Do you do like 14 day, 30 day? Is it free? Is it? We, we do something different. If you're not ready to sign up, then don't sign up. I mean, I had a guy come in uh, maybe I think two months or something like that. And, and then at the end when he did, he signed up. Not only did he sign up for himself, he, 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 he helped me get a few more people, and he was my biggest, uh, 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 basically my billboard. You know, he said, these guys are legit. These are cool. Um, my wife says it all the time. I, I don't want you to just sign up because of this, this, that. Take as long as you want. If you feel uncomfortable, take a little bit more. They'll stay longer, too, because they're not just a number. Yep. And we don't have annual Amazing. contracts for a month to month. We don't want them here, you know, because they're stuck in a contract. We want them here because they're getting something out of it. And also, too, that right. that actually helps us to to work a little bit more too, because um, I don't have a year, you know, to change their mind. We, there, there's it's 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 work from both of us all the time, every single day. So it's Amazing. a little bit more for us. 
you treat your gym the same way you treat your marriage. You got to show up every day and you got to earn it. Actually, you know? to, like, today's and, our anniversary. We've been married uh, seven years. Hey, since. yeah. You couldn't have spent a, a a day doing anything better than being on an interview. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> so I guess when someone comes through the door, you know, like let's say they've they've never done jujitsu. Um, do they, I guess, do they pay any money to get a uniform up front or do you just no. kind of say, Hey, like, let's have some fun. Let's find, find out if you like this. Yeah. And when, and that's, you know, we give them the pricing up front for any, any expenses that they could potentially expect. And we have loaner fees, um, where it's either people that have lost weight, they've donated them or, you know, they've moved away. We've had some military families. They're like, look, we're not going to use these, but we know you have a nonprofit. Um, use that for somebody who can't afford it or someone who's trying out the program. And, you know, we, we okay. tell them, you know, this is your goal. This is where you need to go. You have uh, a for-profit portion of your gym or is it all nonprofit? We have both sides. It's two separate entities. So we have the Mount Dora BJJ, which is the profit side of the business. And then we have the nonprofit where it's completely separate. And we started that at, during the whole cancer process. Amazing. Um, do you outsource for anything as far as social media stuff, uh, website stuff, or do you do it all yourself in house? We do it all in house. Yeah. For, for everyone who's listening, David's pointing at Annie here saying <laughs> yeah. she's the mastermind on this one. <laughs> yes, yeah, actually she is. Everyone loves tools. You know, do you guys use a specific CRM to like, you know, keep track of attendance and ranks? Uh, billing software. What do you guys use for your? Technology? I do everything. I uh, was part of okay. an insurance company for a long time, uh, like multi-million-dollar line. So I do everything in-house based on programs that I used with them. Um, you okay. know, when we started out, it was how do we reduce overhead as much as possible, having no student base, and how are we going to cover rent and and power and utilities? Well, we don't have money to pay that website person, so I'm going to time and how do I figure this out? How do I develop it? How do I change the videos and the tracking? Yep. Okay. Um, and then I guess, what are your business goals coming forward to 2021? Do you guys have anything planned in the new year? I know David, you said you want a new bigger building. You want some more mad space. Yeah, actually other plans. My main goal, honestly, I want to build a, a sports complex. That's what I want. Um, so my goal is uh, about 100,000 square feet. I know that's a long shot, but this is a long shot too compared to me seven years ago. So, and I want to have multi things, you know, I want to, we want to give back more. And it's, this is more for the, the you know, the nonprofit side. So whoever can't afford um, to have a membership, you know, here, if, if they're legit, if they really can't afford it, we have never turned anyone down ever. And we were, we were always the one paying for their gear. And the only thing, we, we, we just tell them is this, don't say nothing because it's sometimes it's embarrassing. So just don't say you're, you know, you're part of the nonprofit because it's no one's business. Um, just come in and train. Right. That's that. And you so. would never, like looking at the mats, you would never be able to walk in and be like, oh yeah, they're nonprofit, they're nonprofit, they're nonprofit. We don't want them set apart. So they're wearing the same exact gear as the next person. Um, and for me, for Focus for 2021 is um, I'm finally getting to the point of being cleared with the cancer um, and I want to compete um, IBJJF going forward and then um, more grants, focus on grant writing for the nonprofit. You guys got a really busy year ahead of you. Yeah. 
but amazing. Congratulations on anniversary. Congratulations on your success. Congratulations on being close to cancer free. I mean, really a, a lot of amazing stuff. Um, last few questions here is uh, if you could go back and do anything differently, is there anything you'd change? Even just one thing. What's the biggest thing you'd go back and do? Maybe not buy a billboard, billboard huh? <laughs> yeah. I, but I would say the billboard was, yeah, that's not good. And uh, honestly, um, I no, I don't think it wouldn't be the same results, I think, if you change one thing. So even the hardest struggles, I needed that to be molded into who I am. So, uh, no, I wouldn't change that. I'm, no regrets. I hear you, 100%. If people want to learn more about you and Mount Dora BJJ, what, where should they go to learn more about you? On the website, it's mtdorabjj.com. Um, cool. Awesome. I'll put that stuff in the show notes. All right. Thanks a lot, David. Thanks a lot, Annie. Appreciate your time and good luck in 2021. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. If you like content like this, there's a whole lot more where that came from. And it's in our private Facebook group called the Fuji Business Community. That's where we talk about stuff that martial arts school owners actually care about, like trial combinations, best CRM, billing software, and other things that help your business. If you're looking for amazing discounts on gear for your students, as well as custom gear, just go to fujisports.com forward slash wholesale to set up an account. If you want help building an amazing dojo or gym with the same team that helped out Joe Rogan and Conor McGregor with their own gyms, reach out to the Fujimats team at fujimats.com. See you on the next episode.